This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the program this morning. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Potchefstroom. Today we are continuing a series of lessons on how to win a soul to Christ. Let me just remind you where we started at in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 30. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. So friend, let me ask you a question. Are you a wise person? Now the opposite of that is you're a fool. So which one are you? Which category do you fall into? Because the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. Are you trying to persuade or convince anybody to come to the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. The Bible says that we have been given the word and the ministry of reconciliation. Anybody that has been reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus Christ, anybody that is a new creature in Christ, you are now an ambassador sent out into this dark and perverse world to hold forth the word of life. It is our responsibility to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That means everywhere you go, friend, you need to have your spiritual shoes on. You need to be ready to preach the gospel. So we're going to continue today to give you some advice on how to win a soul, uh, how to be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just quickly remind you of what we've already covered. Number one, you need to be saved and know it. You need to have that assurance of your salvation And building on that point, that is going to give you the boldness. That was our second piece of advice. You need to have boldness. Know that you're saved, but also know that you have been authorized by the king, commanded by the king, to go out and tell others how to be saved. Last week we also talked about the need for you to be in a good church and how that plays a part in winning souls. Uh, You also need to carry gospel tracts with you everywhere you go. Be ready to at least hand out some literature uh, so that people can take it home and read it. And perhaps God can use that that opportunity of handing out a gospel tract. A conversation might spring forth from that. And if that happens, my advice was be respectful, be patient, be gentle. Don't just unload on the person. Uh, Take your time There's probably going to be a lot of unlearning that that person needs to do and be gentle about it. Now today I want to give you this advice to start off with. You need to be ready to answer a person's questions. Uh, Whenever you get into a conversation and you're talking to them about the Lord and the Bible and church and religion and everything that goes with this, uh, nine times out of ten that person is going to have questions. What about this? What about that? My grandma used to say this. My uncle used to do that. And I heard this on YouTube or somebody on the radio said this. And they're going to want to know what you think about it. Now, friend, your answer should not be your opinion. They don't need another opinion. Like one preacher said, opinions are like armpits. Everybody has a couple and they all stink. You don't need more opinions. They need a Bible verse. They need a, a biblical fact, a biblical truth on that subject. Peter said it like this, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So you realize how important 
It is that you're giving the answer, but then you're ready to answer. Somebody says, why is it such a big deal to be saved? Why is Jesus the only way? Why is Christianity the right religion and not other religions? You need to be ready to answer those things. You say, well, preacher, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a pastor. I haven't been to a theological school. I've never gone to Bible school. Well, a couple things I want to say about that. Number one, you don't have to go to Bible school to know the answers. If you read your Bible faithfully and study it faithfully, you're probably going to be able to answer most of the questions that come up. But, but secondly, let me say this. Um, why not go to Bible school? <laughs> you say, well, I'm too busy. Well, you went to school to be, to be prepared for your career, to make money, to pay your bills, which, by the way, is a good thing. That's not bad. But the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. The Bible says a wise man increases in learning. The Bible says the heart of the righteous studieth to answer. So why not make time to put yourself through Bible school? Even if you have to do it through a correspondence course, why not do that? Find yourself a good Bible school. I don't mind advertising our Bible school. We, we, have, we offer a correspondence course. You can do it online. But winning a soul to Christ, being able to effectively answer people's questions, you go ahead and learn the answers to those things. To follow up on that, let me say that there are going to be plenty of times somebody's going to ask you something and you don't know the answer. Be honest. Be honest. When somebody asks you a difficult question and you don't know what to say, then tell them that. Say, wow, that is a good question. I'm not sure what to say to that. But see, this is a perfect opportunity. Number one, they get to see your honesty. And that will show them some humility. But then you also have an opportunity. Say, listen, I, I am also curious about that. I'd love to be able to give you a better answer. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't studied that yet. Would you mind if we chatted to my pastor and hopefully he can help us with this? Now you're inviting that person to church. We've already talked about you need a good church. You need to have a pastor that is ready to answer those things. And guess what's going to happen? When you bring that person to your pastor and say, Pastor, this is a, a visitor that I brought today. I met him or her, you know, in this or that place. And, and this person asked me this question. I'm not sure how to answer it. That person is going to hear the answer from your pastor. But you're also going to hear the answer. And now you are going to be prepared to answer that question the next time it comes up. So you're going to learn. That visitor is going to learn. And now that person has been in your church and hopefully heard the gospel at some point during their time in your church. Be ready to answer. All right, another piece of advice is, is this. Listen. Learn to listen. A lot of times as soul winners, uh, we dominate the conversation. And we say, listen, I want to tell you the gospel and we kind of have this idea in mind that it's going to be like a church service where they just sit there, we preach at them, and then when we're done, we just move on. Go ahead and make it a conversation. But in a conversation, let them speak. And when they speak, listen to what they have to say. Now, I'm not saying that you have to agree with everything they say, but at least listen to them. This shows that you respect them, and that you genuinely want to know what's going on in their heart. Learn to be a good listener. 
The Bible talks about having ears to hear. Now listen, we need to hear what God says to us. What the Holy Spirit, right? He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. But having ears to hear, that works also when it comes to people. In James chapter 1, it says, be swift to hear, slow to speak. Now this leads me to the uh, next piece of advice I want to give you, and that is compassion. You need to have genuine concern for this person's soul. If you're going to win them to Christ, as one preacher said, they don't care what you know until they know that you care. And in the book of Jude, Jude put it so well. In Jude chapter 1 and verse 22, he says, And of some have compassion, making a difference. Friend, if you're going to make a difference in that person's eternity, you're going to have to care about them. Right? The Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion. If you genuinely care, you are concerned for that person. You know what it does? It, it motivates you. It moves you to do something about it. So let, let me ask you, friend, do you have a burden for souls? The Apostle Paul said it like this in Romans 9, in verse number 2. He said that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. In verse 3 he says, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Paul had a great burden for his fellow kinsmen, his, his fellow Jews. It broke his heart to see so many of them misunderstanding the gospel, blaspheming the name of Jesus Christ. He had a great heaviness. And that's why everywhere he went, he was looking for some Jews that he could preach to. Now, how about you, friend? Are you concerned about souls? Are you uh, worried about where people might go when they die? You know what Paul said about this great heaviness? He said it was a continual sorrow. It is going to be ongoing. And it is sad to see so many people that don't know the Lord. But let that motivate you. Don't let that discourage you. Let that motivate you. Allow your heart to stay soft. Don't get hardened to how people react to the gospel and how, how difficult some people can be. When you see them rejecting Christ, don't let that harden your heart. Rather, let that break your heart. And let that be a motivation to stay compassionate for the lost around you. Next week, we're going to conclude our series of, of lessons on winning souls to Christ. But if you need more information for now, you're welcome to reach out and contact our church uh, using the details on our website, bbcpotch.com. You're also welcome to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.